in her first 12 months in the business, she did 50 sides. Rookie real estate rock star. That is ridiculous, by the way. Woke up one day and I actually just quit my job on my birthday and wow. went right into school and then um, just focused. I went all in. So welcome to another episode of the Contacts to Contracts podcast. I am Brian Lovell here with an amazing co-host, Mr. John Jones. What's, What's up, up buddy? How, How are you? Doing? I'm, I'm amazing. It's the day that we're recording this. It is the start of the 2021, 20, 2022 yeah. NFL season and the Champa Bay Buccaneers take on the Dallas Cowboys right. tonight. Doesn't, I'm excited. Yeah, it's not terrible. So we have a special guest with us. I'm going to introduce real quick, Allison Martinez. Allison, tell us real quick, who are you with? Um, I'm with Serenity Realty. Serenity Realty. And where are you from? Um, Northwest Ohio. Um, I'm actually licensed in Northwest Ohio and Southeastern Michigan. I live in Point Place, which is right on the line. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm a, I belong to um, a newer brokerage. Okay. Um, they've been around about three years. We got about 100 agents. Wow. You guys are going pretty fast. So, John, I, uh, I met Allison. I was at a golf event. Um, a few weeks back, a yeah, few weeks Michigan. back in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and uh, she we hustled get to you. Probably took some money from you. Yeah, I, you know, my that was the first time I played golf in like two and a half years. All right, so you say that every time, but we golf last I year know. together. Come on, and I, I think my thing with my golf game is like I don't have the patience for it. So like I played really great for probably four or five holes. It's funny. I, I'm like a, a Brad King told me yesterday he's a 13 holer, and that made sense. That's like right. I'm good for 13 holes. But anyways, getting back to Allison, so we're having this conversation. And I learned that in her first 12 months in the business, she did 50 sides. Rookie real estate rock star. That's incredible. That is ridiculous, by the way. So at immediately, what the next words out of my mouth were, well, you got to be on our podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so thanks for the opportunity to jam with us a little bit here. Um, we just want to share a little bit with our listeners, um, our viewers, too. You know, our, our podcast is primarily loan originator and um, real estate, real estate agent focused. So the folks who are going to be watching are definitely like waiting on bated breath to hear how you did that in your first year. So to kind of break it down with us a little bit, what, what, what do you work primarily with buyers or sellers? Is it kind of even keeled a little bit of both? Um, definitely more on the buyer side. Um, I'm just now kind of getting into listings. I probably have only done maybe 10, okay. um, you know, including what I have like under contract right now. Uh, so most of it was buyer side. Okay. Okay. So set up for us real quick. Let's jump back a little bit. I'm kind of curious okay. just talking with her. Um, at what point, um, in your career is this, this isn't your first job I'm guessing. Right. Okay. So what were you doing before? Start us right out of high school, college. Like, what did you start into? And then I'm always curious because, you know, a lot of us that get into the mortgage business and or real estate, we come from another industry. Yes. Were you in sales right. or what was your background? Um, so what I went to school for originally, you know, I thought I was going to be a nurse and then I went into social work. Um, but what I ended up doing for probably 15 years is bartending. Okay. So um, it was just, it paid really well and it was flexible. I have two kids, so it worked better um, than, sure. you know, any of the other jobs that I had. And I really liked it. Um, so that's what I did before. Okay. Getting so paid. those two things are exactly why somebody gets into the mortgage business and real estate. Yes. They want flexibility with schedule and they want the opportunity to make to money. To make money. Yep. 
So yeah. coming yeah. right from bartending, you uh, you at some point decided I'm going to go for it and, and start preparing to get your license. Yeah, like I've always had like a knack for sales. Um, so any job that I did have, like I would always like do really well. And but I've always had kind of like a problem with, you know, because you kind of get roped into selling people things that they don't need. Sure. So when I, um, you know, was introduced to real estate from one of my friends who got her license, um, I'm like, this is genius. Like everybody needs a house. It's always going to appreciate. You're never going to, you're always going to be do, doing somebody a favor by selling them a house. So um, I just, I really like that part of it. I bought my first house when I was 19 well, and it was, yeah, it was, I, I knew so little, it like blows my mind. So it, that kind of, you know, added to why I wanted to go into real estate um, because there's so much, I mean, it's, you know, for some people it's very easy. They can just decide one day, you know, they have the credit and the assets to go purchase a house, but they don't know anything about it. Other people need a lot of like guidance. And, um, you know, I felt for my experience that I kind of just like dove into it and really didn't know what I was doing. So so you, you just basically jumped in with both feet. Yeah. No, no net. Right. So what did yeah, the, like, I literally, I, I, I thought about it for a long time and I would, you know, I would watch YouTube, follow podcasts. Okay. Um, and I, I knew I wanted to do it and I just kept putting it off because the, like, I think it, what, two weeks of school is what it like takes, but it's <laughs> yes. actually a very difficult yeah. test. And everybody just kept telling me like, there's no way I worked a ton. So I like woke up one day and I actually just quit my job on my birthday and wow. went right into school and then um, just focused. I went all in. Okay. So you went all in, like you didn't do kind of bartending still on the side and I did, I did okay. end up, um, I ended up getting a job at, um, a yacht club. I live in point place. There's a ton of yacht clubs. Um, and I do love bartending. If I, if I didn't get so busy right away in real estate, I would still be doing it because I did really like it. And it's, it's, I mean, that's how I got my first listing, you know, it was just a bar regular. So it went, you know, hand in hand pretty well. Um, but so I did end up when I first got started. It's a great transition. Yeah. 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 I mean, instead of diving yeah. straight in, gives you a little. Net. So, so you were sharing with us about, let's call it 75, 80% of your business in that first year was buy side. Where yes. were you getting these buyers from? Um, honestly, most of my buyers were, um, internet leads. Okay. So through Zillow or realtor.com. Okay. So you were purchasing leads through one of those sources. Yeah, actually that's, that's what I do now. When I, when I first got started, I actually started with Serenity okay. and, um, I started networking. Like I was following, you know, what all the podcasts and everybody said to do, like, you know, meet everybody, yep. give them your card, add them on social media. I ended up getting recruited by, um, a top agent at a different brokerage. So okay. I met him, we were at a, an event. Um, he had me just literally answer a Zillow call for him. And I ended up putting that, um, that call, like I put him under contract the next day. Oh, wow. So I, um, I ended up and I, I was searching for guidance and I really wasn't getting it. I just, I mean, sure. there's so much that goes into real estate that, uh, when I met him and that happened, um, I, I switched to a different brokerage and then basically that was like my mentor. So 
how I started was doing the internet leads, what I'm doing now, but I was actually doing them through like referrals. So okay. he was, he's probably like out of like 2000 agents in this area. He's probably like in the top 10 of them. Okay. So he had like a lot of, he would get a lot of, um, uh, leads and oh. then he just kept throwing them to me. Like, and I just kept, you know, getting my, stuff. My guess is a big listing agent. Yeah. yeah. I mean, okay. he's a big buyer's agent too. Okay. So he actually, I think he does more buyer side. Transactions uh, and listings. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, he does a lot of listings too. So, so one of the things I, I find this interesting, you know, the, the lead based model. And I think one of the challenges that always arises with that is, you know, these leads come in, some of them are good, some of them are bad. And then, you know, how do you weed that out? And then when you got the good, how do you convert them? Allison, you got any ideas on kind of what I just shared? Like you got this influx of them. How do you weed what's good, what's not? And then how do you stay in front of them so that you actually convert them to where you're working with them? Yeah, honestly, it is. It's always a gamble. Like every time you get a lead, you don't know it could be a dead end or it could go somewhere. Um, I mean, I try to just, you know, initially like get as much out of, you know, that initial phone call or that first showing to see, you know, pre-qualify them, get them pre-approved to see if they're even able to. And then, I mean, I kind of relate it to customer service. Like once I kind of know if I can get in front of them, um, I'm going to have them. I don't ever make anybody sign, you know, a contract with me. Um, cause I, I do, I feel like it's all on customer service. So, sure. it, but as soon as I get a lead and I'm able to get in front of them, I'm always very, you know, confident that it's going to be, you know, but I mean, you don't ever know. I mean, things change. I mean, people like you'll be working with them and their job will change their, you know, their whole like yeah, their situation their expectations yeah you don't know it's hard because yeah. you don't you really don't know yeah if you're you know wasting time or so what was what was the date that you started in the business the year and, and month just curious like before uh, was it before covid or just in, in that time period right like in covid so okay. i got licensed in june um last okay. year and then i kind of um like I just did a lot of training at the beginning. So I actually, so those 50 sites that I closed actually was, I, it was just a year ago that I closed my first deal. So it was like beginning of August, I had changed over brokerages and then, um, you know, and then since then have done like yeah. 50 sites. So a year ago uh -huh. in June, you were, were you able to meet in person with clients and, and actually show property or how was it in Ohio for you? Yeah. I mean, it was honestly, real estate's been really, um, convenient. I feel like, I mean, it's easy to social distance, you know, it's as far as COVID, a lot of agents, I think stopped working. So it's kind of a good time to start. Um, but Great point. I mean, we were in Ohio, we never really stopped Michigan kind of slowed down a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, but I mean, it pretty much, it was, nothing really changed too much yeah, we didn't we didn't yeah, stop didn't here really in florida <laughs> what was that yeah. Allison? i said uh well i don't really know like what you know comparing it but um yeah you, I, don't, you don't know any yeah. different right right yeah. yeah yeah that's that's interesting i you know because we heard like reports during that time of some stop working yes well some stop working and then you've got some who 
um, you know, they were selling houses sight unseen, you yeah. know, buyers buying houses sight unseen, virtual, um, doing virtual tours or, or whatever. So yeah, it's pretty, that's pretty incredible. Um, how did, curious how the market is there now is i mean last june so the market started a rock like by fall and in early spring what's the inventory situation where you're at and um how competitive is it when you're making offers are you going over list price i'm assuming like florida and most yeah states? i would say um you know for the transactions that i have it's i would say almost all of them have gone 10 grand over okay. as um oh, our inventory has just been low you know from you know what i've studied it's just been dropping before you know interest rates drop so um i bought a house the last time i purchased a house was five or six years ago and it was it was crazy then um and it's just even more crazy now i mean we're starting to see a little bit of a slowdown but it's okay. still going yeah. over asking price you know still still, still more than one offer at a time yeah i'm guessing yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. Gone are the yeah. good days where you could slowly, you know, spend a day and yeah, digest well, the. I know. I can't even imagine that, honestly. Like, that's <laughs> what a lot of people tell me. They're like, if you can get through this time, everybody asks me, like, isn't it a great time to be in real estate? I mean, obviously, only being a year in, I don't have much to compare it to, but I'm, I imagine Stressful. I'm showing a lot more houses than, you know, people did a few years ago because every single house that my buyer puts an offer on, there's 10 other people trying to buy that same house. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we write a lot of offers and, um, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a probably a lot more work right now in this market. Right. Um, I, I, so I, I was talking to a real estate agent where John and I, you know, we're in Florida, we're in the Tampa area. I was talking to a real estate agent here locally, uh, just last week. And one of the questions I was asking them is, you know, what are, what are you seeing? Are we starting to get some more inventory? What kind of changes are you seeing in the market? And, the way that um, he described it to me was, you know, I used to put a house on the market on a Thursday and by the end of the weekend, we had 20 offers, right? And we then we had to sort through all of those offers and determine what was best for right. the, the client, right? He said, today we put a house on the market on a Thursday and by the end of the weekend, we only have 10 offers. Still a lot of offers, you know, on a home. Are you seeing Way something more than usual? Similar yeah, to no, I definitely, like I was saying earlier, I just started doing listings. So, um, you know, every single house that I've listed has literally sold the first day over asking, <laughs> no inspection, like hold the sign. <laughs> yeah. So this, this, my last listing that went under contract, it was a week. And I'm like, this is crazy, which I mean, it's kind of, Listen, so like, in that situation in Ohio, when you're listing and they're selling property, what are they doing? Are they upsizing, downsizing, or are they leaving Ohio? Just curious. Uh, when they're selling, honestly, all of mine, um, actually, yeah, a lot of them were, uh, I mean, out of the time. I mean, a uh, few people relocated. Um, a few of my listings were, you know, people's parents that were moving into a nursing home. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think I've had any listings that were just, you know, listing yeah. to go by. So, so, but I just started doing listings. So let me shift the conversation a little bit. And so you've been in real estate now for 15 months. Sounds like you really started actually doing something about 12 months ago. So fast forward a year to where we're at right now. What is different? Like, what did you learn in those 12 months? Like, and, and where I'm coming from is 
if I'm a rookie and I'm sitting here saying, well, hey, I'd like to duplicate some of the success that Allison have has. Um, is there anything that you did that you're definitely like, man, I should have never done that. I, it, that didn't work out for me. Show property um, qualified buyers. <laughs> yeah. Um, honestly, I can't think of anything. I mean, it's crazy because there, um, I remember when like, like a year ago when I first started doing transactions, I'm like, I hope that, you know, I, I can't wait to get the hang of it. And I feel like you kind of never really do because every deal is different. Um, I guess. Yeah. I mean, sometimes, or I, I, I just don't like giving up on clients either. And sometimes sure. you do have to like move on and it, you know, not every, it's not always a good match. Um, so I feel like I've probably have wasted some time maybe, but okay. I mean, yeah, I, I guess I can't think of anything that I would do differently. Okay. How about from like a knowledge or experience perspective? What, what, um, what do you know now that you didn't know then? Oh my God. Honestly, going into real estate, not, it's nothing like I imagine. It's crazy. Cause like you kind of study up on it and then you go to school. The school nothing. teaches you, you really, goose egg, nothing. right? Nothing. Yeah. yeah. I had no clue. I didn't even know about internet leads. I didn't, there's so much that you don't know. Like you picture it, you yeah. know, a certain way and it's completely different. Um, but I would say, yeah, I mean, for me, what worked and what I'm so grateful for is like the networking part of it and then finding a mentor, because I don't think that you can make it in this business without that. I mean, you have to learn from somebody that's doing it because it's just not something you can like read about or study. Like I a hundred percent agree with you. I think the mentor it for whether you're in real estate or in mortgage, any, any, sales I, I think job. if you really want to invest in this full time, um, that you've got to go that route. And I, and I think like in our business, we see a lot of people get in the business who we call rookies, um, that most people who get into our business, they, they jump in with both feet, right? They're full time out of the gate. Correct. I think in real estate, we see a lot more folks get into the business and like, Hey, I'm not a hundred percent invested or I'm doing this and this. Um, and, and so I think, you know, to, to Allison's point that mentor is very, very important. Um, because here's the reality, like if you're not actively doing business, like you're getting left behind, the market is moving and changing so fast. What you, right. knew, what you knew last month is no longer relevant this month. And I just know for me, I started in the business in April, 2007. Um, I didn't have a mentor until about probably October of that year, maybe September, October of that year. I got assigned to somebody who basically mentored me that had a big book of business already. And the biggest opportunity that gave me was now, I was now doing loans. So before I was trying to learn how to do loans while also trying to learn where to find the loans. And like the number of deals I turned away because I wasn't a good enough loan officer yet to know how to get them qualified would blow you away. But with that mentor, that, that no longer happened to me. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but I was also, because I was actively doing business, I was learning how to do the business. And in a year's time, it, it was a, it was a different story. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, you're, you're been very fortunate to have leads. Um, do you have how many, how many agents just curious that are at your office? Um, a hundred, there's a hundred agents in serenity. Wow. Yeah. Okay. 
And it, does everybody, um, or is everybody buying leads or what's the, what's the percentage? Yeah, I would say, um, I mean, there are top agents in this area that are buying leads, but I would say the majority okay. are, I mean, people like when I first got in it, you know, I mean, there are a lot of people that are, you know, don't believe in buying leads. Um, but I just feel like for where we're at, most people, I mean, I just put a house under contract and um, his cousin was a realtor and he just didn't want to deal with his family. Mm -hmm. He felt more comfortable kind of just hiring somebody. And that's kind of what they do through, you know, Zillow and Realtor. You guys clearly have success with it. We know a lot of folks in the mortgage business specifically, they buy leads and mm -hmm. the success is not nearly what you're having up no. in Ohio. No, I, so, I would tell you like, I mean, I would continue I, to buy leads, meaning yes. if you're putting a nickel in and it's spitting out $20. Yes. Um, yeah, you know, no, and that's, that's kind of what I, you know, I kind of, I took referrals and just saved up money until I could buy my own leads and kind of do okay. my own thing. Um, and it's, it's never not paid off. I mean, I, I've done very little, I, I do have a big sphere. So now that's how I'm getting my listings, but I mean, mm -hmm. nobody wants to have a realtor that's never sold or bought yeah. a house. So, sure. you know, you kind of like, you know, you get to an end you know, the price points that I started in, um, is another thing that I decided when I first signed up with Zillow and Realtor, I wanted to get that first time home buyer. Cause I'm kind of like growing up with my clientele. Sure. I, you know, I don't want to, I didn't feel comfortable selling a house to somebody that's bought. Like they, if they've bought and sold numerous times, they technically have more experience than I do. So it, it was kind of nice, uh, you know, the zip codes that I bought into were a lot of, you First know, younger people, yeah, yeah, you know, relatable. So, but yeah, I mean, it's always, and then it's great because then you get, you know, you do get referrals and from them too. So, yeah, I think one of the things you just said that I, I want to go back and highlight because I love this is, you know, you, you just mentioned that now a lot of your business is starting to come from your sphere. Um, yeah. And what I like about that is like, you know, a, a lot of us in our business, we have a one pillar source of business or referrals, right? She started with the one pillar and now she right. has to. And, and now the, she's the still chair. doing the one pillar, but she's also moved in to being intentional. So can you tell us a little bit like how you're working your sphere? What's uh social media honestly like i you know as i started the journey um into real estate i kind of just was very open um you know on like snapchat and facebook and instagram like all those platforms um so you know everybody kind of seen me and, and a lot of people would tell me you know people you know don't want to use you right away because you're new but then once they see i mean i post a lot, you know, cause I do, I want my, my friends and my family to see like, okay, she, you know, she has experience, you yep. know, and I, I like to put a lot of information on there too, because there is so much that goes into it. So, yeah. um, yeah, you know, you want an experienced agent. So yeah. I think that's, I, one, I think yeah. you're right. And I think the important thing is like, there's so many different avenues, right? Like I was talking to an agent again here recently that their primary source of business comes from two places. One is the PTA okay. at the school yeah. where their kids go to school. And I, I know you have children, but one was the PDA that per, this agent PTA, is involved yeah. in the PDA, P, P, PTA, I, PTA, <laughs> sorry. Clearly you're not involved. Yes, clearly I'm not involved <laughs> in the PDA. So the PTA and the second one is, um, does a lot of social media, but has incorporated her cat 
Okay. And so the cat, she's, she's branded herself with the cat. Yeah. The cat is named the world's worst real estate assistant. And I like, it. like oh, a, lo funny. a yeah. lot of the real posts about real estate involve like her having conversations with the cat about business. Very creative. I like it. And that's where she primarily gets her business is social media and PTA. So. Yeah. I mean, that's what a lot of people um, tell me is they like, you know, when I do get clients, they, I mean, that's usually what they tell me is they just like somebody that's relatable. So I can see that, you know, if you're seeing that on social media and it's funny, like, yeah. I mean, well, you're being transparent and authentic, right? Right. Um, yeah. And, and I, yeah think, I, mean, that's, I think that's what people I mean, like to see. Maybe not appeal yeah. to us dog lovers, but okay. Yeah. We're okay. With you the know? Yeah. All right. So I'm going to switch gears on you again. So let's okay. talk a little bit about like disciplines or behaviors. What is like a typical day or week like look like for you? Like, what would you say are like, these are the must things that I, I absolutely must do if I'm going to continue to have success in my real estate business. Answer my phone, which is like, I love, hate it because I constantly, I don't have any control over when it rings, but I just have to always answer it. And like we were saying with the leads, like, you don't know, I, sometimes I'll talk to somebody for like an hour and like, well, no, I don't talk to them for, but I talked to them for a long time and it like, it's not going anywhere. Go you don't anywhere. know. Yeah. But but yeah, I would say answering my phone and answering people back is, is literally really all it takes in a way. And then, but it's, it's hard because you don't, you know, you got to be committed to that because yeah. I mean, it sucks having to step Buyer, out. Buyers or don't have patience. Yeah. Yeah. They, they want yeah. A lot of people away. do not have patience. And then it is, it's, you know, it's hard because it's like, I might turn out all these transactions, but to each of them, like, this is like the biggest thing and it's, you know, such a long-term commitment. So it's, they got a lot of questions, yep. you know, it's, I mean, everybody's sure. different, but most of the time, I mean, you could just got to be there to answer your phone. Yep. So this, this next question doesn't have a right or a wrong. Okay. Okay. But I'm going to center it around, like, do you run your business like a business? Meaning, you know, hey, my work day starts at this time. It ends at this time. I realize there's flexibility involved in it. But um, is the business running you or are you running it? Um, that's a good question because up until recently, it's definitely ran me. I kind of went into it knowing, like, I prepped my kids and my friends and my family for it. Like, I'm going all in like this is going to consume me. I didn't go. I mean, up until we went to Grand Rapids, I don't think I took like any. Oh, we went to Miami for like a few days. But outside of that, I took no days off mm -hmm. and really no time. I mean, from when I wake up till I go to bed, it was like all real estate. So I do like, you know, a year later, I, I guess um, I kind of trying to shift it, like get more balanced with it. So there is more structure. Yeah. Um but yeah, I would, to be honest, up until now, it's definitely kind of ran me, but I think with experience, that's something that I'll be able to, yeah. to zone yeah, in on. Yeah, well, you're committed to buying leads and you know, that's working for you. Yep. So in some cases you're at the yeah. mercy of, if you get an email or something, yeah. you, your, your store is open all the time, unfortunately, in yeah. real estate. And that's when, yeah. that, that when you hit that time in your business it's time to start leveraging and bringing on partners and growing a team. To, to, yeah. And that's, that's actually like what I'm doing now is um, just because one thing that I really like about real estate too, is there's so much to figure out. And I would say 
almost everyone that I've done transactions with or met, you know, no matter what brokerage they're at, like everybody's there to help. Like, it's crazy. I've never had, I mean, any job where it's just like a partnership, you know, they, it's everybody's always working together. So, um, I, I think that's awesome. And I, like, I feel the, um, importance to give back. And I think that's why so many realtors are like that because I mean, everybody's new and you kind of go into it, not knowing anything. So that's what I'm kind of like mentoring people now. I'm only been in a year, but I'm kind of trying to recruit some people, you know, to work with me, you know, and unload some of the leads onto them and, yeah, getting some leverage, getting growth. Well, you focused. certainly yeah. have a success story. So, if you, you have any other friends in the bartending business that want to join real estate, boom. I mean, you know, I mean, we, and, and we, yeah, we, no. we were just talking about two weeks ago. I mean, bartenders, right? Phone salespeople. Yeah, that's like a huge joke about, you know, you work your way up. You're like, you know, go from server to bartender to manager to real estate agent. And you guys are people people. And, yeah, people and, you know, people. Yeah, you I mean, and it is customer service. And then you got to deal with, um, I always like relate it to because when you're waiting on tables and people like just personalities when they're hungry (laughs) and they're like in rare form and you deal with them, but then, then, you know, they get their food and they're happy. And that's literally like, that's right. I'm signing the deal. They're so stressed out and it's crazy. You go through all these highs and lows and then it closes and everybody's happy. Tommy want wingy. (laughs) All right. Last question before we wrap up here, we've got to ask being in Florida, who's your favorite college football team? Ohio state. Okay. The Ohio state. The O. All right. Nothing wrong with that. (laughs) (laughs) No. No. Hey, listen, Allison, is there anything that you wish we would have asked or is there anything that you want to share uh, to those who might uh, get a watch or a listen? Um, honestly, I, I would say if there was somebody watching that um, is going into real estate and kind of doesn't know where to go, I would say the most important thing would be networking. Um, you know, everybody's so different, but once you find, you know, somebody that can kind of like lead the way for you. Yep. I mean, that's going to be the most successful thing you can do is, to, you know, kind of find that mentor. Yeah. So I think that the big three takeaways I took away from spending time with you today were, and I'll share with you one, the networking was one, two, finding a mentor was super important. And then the third thing is you were committed to education. So if you go back at the beginning of this podcast, you talked to us a lot about you watched YouTube yeah. videos, you found podcasts to watch, you were committed to your to growing, learning the and learning the the business um, during that time, and obviously it's paid off for you big time. So congratulations to you on all of your success. Yeah. All right, Johnny. Anything else to add? No, I mean you did a, a fantastic year. I mean it's incredible. Look forward to seeing what you do next yeah, year. Yeah, looking forward we'll to probably seeing. close another five deals before we see her in two weeks. She might. Definitely gonna try. She might. All right. So thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Context to Contracts podcast. On behalf of Allison John Jones, I am Brian Lovell. And if there's anything that you need, please know we are always here to serve. Thanks, Allison.